Hello, and this is Mrs. Paranormal. It is a Sunday morning, 1132 Wisconsin time. And thank you, everybody, to the new title of my podcast. You got it, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. Let's hear those cheers. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for your guys' feedback. Um, it didn't take long <laughs> when I put the email, when I put the suggestion out there. If you guys would like me to change the name to Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. Just kidding. I won't see it like that every time. Well, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, you guys, um, thank you so much. I did get a few emails. I really appreciate it. And then I had a, another email come in that said, yes, change it to Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural because apparently, which it didn't dawn on me, which thank you guys, all of you guys that sent the emails that said do it. It never dawned on me. You're right. Some people who listen to podcasts search by state. So there you go. Ah, honestly, you guys, I wonder what the hell took me so long to figure that out. <laughs> I mean, I've had the team since uh, 2019, I think. I think so, 2018, 2019, right? And I've been doing this podcast for... I don't know, five years or something. But yes, a lot of the, the recordings got deleted, my my error. So I had some past episodes when I, you know, doesn't matter, right? Right. And I don't know, really, I have no idea freaking what made me change. I don't know, it just sort of went, pink, changed the name. So there you go. I'm still Mrs. Paranormal to all of you guys, all of my original listeners, long-time listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So what's going to happen to the podcast? I got a whole bunch of ideas. Oh my God. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm going to keep it the way it is. I'm going to keep telling these stories, um, raw stories, excuse me, while I'm at home because it's too cold out. It's like 32. It's overcast. I got my Duncan, so I'm all jazzed up. And I'm just chilling here <laughs> at home. So yeah, the podcast, podcast is going to stay the same. I'm not changing anything because I. I'm not like, you know how when you follow somebody and they change the name and they change the format, it's like, really? I was just getting into it, man. No, no worries. I'll throw in a weird one now and then like I did the cult that was off, off my normal path, which is okay, right? All right, so last night, well, not last night, yesterday, I got the weird vibe to just, I wanted to go on a ghost hunt yesterday, okay? I just had the itch. I had to go investigate somewhere. Once again, it's too fucking cold. It was later in the day when I got the vibe. So I'm like, fine. So I didn't do anything, but I brought up my millimeter and I was playing with the REM pod on it and I was playing with the uh, ATDD Atmos. Oh my God, I just forgot what it stands for. Almost, uh, it doesn't matter. Ambient, temperature, display, something. <laughs> Anyways, I was playing with that yesterday. And it did bleep once or twice, nothing major, right here in the room. Nothing drastic, unfortunately. And then I was going to investigate the uh, basement last night, but I was so tired, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. So, but I had the, I brought it out again, and had the K2 meter. I had my original REM pod, the round REM pod, but the battery died. Dollar store batteries are not the best, just FYI. <laughs> no, I would not bring those to an actual investigation, because I know they don't last worth crap. So, I was sitting on the bed, and I noticed that the K2 kind of blipped. 
I don't know, knock me in the head if you want. But I didn't realize, like, okay, so what I did is I took my hand, I rubbed it on the, the blanket really fast. And like, he too went off. I'm like, oh, interesting. So obviously, hence EMF, electronic, right? So, and then when I would touch it, it would actually flash even more. So that just tells me how much static I had in my hand when I touched the uh, K2 meter. But the EMF detector with the REM pod, that didn't do nothing. You still have to touch the antenna on that one. And the antenna on that is so sensitive. It's crazy sensitive. And when I put on the ATDD, holy hell. It just would not stop. It would go fucking um, reds and then purple and I'm like what and yellow and orange I'm like ah so I shut the ATDD off it set it off way too much um so yeah that's kind of neat experimenting with the K2 with rubbing my hand on the on the bed and then touching it and then when I passed it to my other hand it actually went red really fast so whoop on the K2 it just to red really fast and then it stopped so that's kind of neat to keep in mind which I will now keep in mind if you're investigating and you just have to be sitting on a bed and it's winter or whatever. Keep that in mind. There's a lot of static in the atmosphere, which can cause the EMF, right? Right. So, like, say if you have it in your pocket, I wonder now, if you have it in your pocket and you're investigating, say, indoors, and you're wearing gloves, and, well, if you're wearing gloves, no, I could still travel through the material of a glove. If that would just do a quick little blip, you know, if that would set off the K2. Something to think about that I never thought until I was experimenting with that last night. So, yeah, <laughs> that's that. Uh, the house has been relatively quiet, still hearing noises, but I, I'm trying to decipher if it's the heater or not. I don't know. Uh, what else has been going on? Not much. I um, started watching the new Kindred Spirits episode, and then my internet went out, which has now been fixed. So, yay. So, I want to follow up on that and see how they did with those. They're very interesting when those two investigate, I tell you. I did use the ghost box yesterday, um, now that you think about it, and I never have a really good luck with a ghost box. I even had, uh, I, li- I actually held it to my ear like a phone, because the speaker's like right there, and I did hear some responses, but it's never ever clear enough for me to understand what they're saying, because I thought, because I also had an app going, and... Now, the theory on some apps are like is that they have an external microphone, right? So they hear you talking and saying things. So in return, it's going to say it back, right? It's going to say something. I wasn't saying anything. And a name Ron, Henry, and uh, Zoe came up. So I'd ask if there's a Ron here. And I swear I heard yes on the the ghost box. No, I wasn't recording any of this. (laughs) Uh, And now I think I asked another question. And I got a yes, but it's a very like, yes, very, very, very quick. And then of course, if you say, can you do that again? It doesn't always work, right? Except for when Adam asks to do that on Kindred Spirits and it says his name again. That's very rare, you guys. Anyway, so that was kind of fun playing with the ghost box. I just get these urges every once in a while, you know, just, I, I gotta, I have to turn on the equipment. I have to hear it. I have to try. I mean, I get anything, but it, it makes me feel better that I tried. And then I was talking to my friend Nikki uh, this morning. She's a real cold person. We were talking about a whole bunch of ghost stuff and auras and, and uh, REM sleep and things like that. And when you see things in your REM sleep like me, like I've mentioned before, as I'm falling asleep, people, 
pop into my, not literally like, it, it's not even a dream. It's fucking, they're in my face, these people. I don't know who they are. A lot of them stick with me the next day. I see them still in my mind. I did draw one. It was a little girl. She had a cute little dress on, like a uh, dark blue top, you know, like a little overall kind of a dress, blonde hair, and she had one of those like little hair bands in her hair. She was in my dream, God, I don't know, two weeks ago. I still remember her. I actually tried to draw her, but I suck at drawing. I should just do little stick figures. <laughs> uh, some of them, they're like right up in my face. Uh, other times they're in the distance, but it's only when I first fall asleep when you're going into that REM sleep. Then these people or whatever they are, they, they come to me. They don't always, actually, they never talk, to be honest with you guys. It's like they're talking, but I can't hear what they're saying. No idea who they are. And I don't know what that's called. I have no idea and I can't I'm I can't seem to find what it is. Are they spirits talking to me? I know I've talked about this before on the podcast. Is it someone I've seen in during the day? No. These people I see in my dreams I've never seen before. On TV, nothing like that. So I don't know I don't know. It's like they're and so sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll fall asleep and I'll go, Okay, who's gonna visit me tonight? Or I'll say, Who are you? I don't know how to connect to them that way or it, it's usually it's really brief and at least as I'm dreaming I think it's very brief it literally feels like just a couple of seconds they come in they show me who they are there's this little boy you guys that I dreamt about fuck years ago I swear it was years ago and I still remember him to this day I don't know who he was but damn it he's still in my freaking mind you guys I, I don't know who he was and the little girl she's stuck in my head and then I just see uh it's just so random but who are they I don't know. I guess I can try and experiment on myself and try and recall who they are. I mean, I can't recall what they look like, but I don't know who they are. I don't know why they're visiting me in my dream. Is it they're just saying, hey, we're passing through. See ya. Since I can't see them with my, during the day with my, or at night during my eyes open, they come visit me in, the dark, in my dreams. I don't know. I don't know. So... Oh, and still, guys, I am researching different um, antique stores, checking their hours. I have to try and figure out the schedule at work to see if I request off, you know, if the day is open, blah, blah, blah. And what's really interesting is a lot of the antique stores around me, there's like, shit. The furthest one is like 25 minutes. That's in Plymouth and um, Wisconsin. They have a lot of antique stores. And what's very nice to see is a lot of them now are open on freaking Saturdays. And I think some are Sundays. And I swear to you, they never use... I use that a lot, don't I? Um, I don't ever remember them being open on the weekends. But Saturdays for me, in the mornings, for a couple hours, I'm usually... I'm busy. And then when I get home, I get to my other routines and blah, blah, blah. And I totally space out and forget to do it. I think I need to put, put post-it notes everywhere, you guys. I'm getting to that age now. <laughs> Blue is good. <laughs> Green is you got to do it. Red is don't worry. <laughs> I know I've talked about that before too. So yeah, it, it's something in, in the works for me, myself and I. I was going to ask Amanda to go, uh, I don't know, just for support to push me, to get me to do it, to talk. But I don't know why I have such an issue with approaching people. And that's what me and Nikki were talking about. She said she's the one that she'll come straight on just fucking ask people, hey, man, have you ever had any experiences here? Or da, 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 da. And I'm always, I'm the one that's like hesitant to approach somebody to go, oh, hey, have you had experiences here? It's like, I don't know. I I guess I'm worried, of not worried. I think about the 
what are you, what are you crazy? No, I'm not going to talk to you. You know what I mean? It's like, and these, these antique stores that I'm aiming at, uh, that's on my, my mental map. I plan on buying something there. Usually when I go to stores, I'm looking for usually just little, little things. Um, cause I don't have a lot of room in here anymore. Um, like if I can find Ouija stuff, I just collect them and, um, stuff like that. I will buy it. So I got to make sure it's on a pay period time too. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I'm not just going to go in and look around and go, oh, nothing's haunted. I'm leaving. No. That's like going to a gas station, using your bathroom, and never buy anything. That's, like, not cool. I will find something I will buy at these places just to support them. Because I know a lot of the people in the antiques, they're on um, consignment. You know, I've, I've, I know that they, you know, these people have little corners and they sell their stuff on consignment. So I'm not going to just walk in and walk out and go, sorry, I'll find something small, like a trinket or, or jewelry or something. Um, I'm not sure why I'm attracted to dolls, I guess, because they all have histories and there's so much, um, I don't know, how should I, there's so much talk, I don't know, about haunted dolls, which makes sense because they hold your energy, a child's energy. But then again, you know, anything can be haunted, right? Jewelry, a glass, a mug, um, a, a piece of luggage, all of that could be haunted or have the residual energy. And I just don't know what would be best equipment to bring either. Nothing like gaudy, you know? Not the big old round rim pod. That'd be, mm-mm. I could probably bring the K2 meter, maybe, and my millimeter. It's, and the only thing is about that one, it's fucking loud, you guys. Um, If somebody touches, I guess I would just have to tell the, the people at the store, hey, made a little beepy tones out there, but I'm just, you know, checking it out. I don't know. Why am I so fucking worried about it, you guys? That is what's going to make me do it. And that's what's going to... I know myself. I'm going <laughs> to... Oh, I'm probably going to talk myself out of it. Oh, no, it's too hot. Or, oh, no, it's still too cold. Or, oh, I don't want to drive that good. Or, <laughs> Call me this excuse, would you? No. <laughs> Kidding. All right, you guys. I've been chatting for 14 minutes. I apologize. I just get on these tangents and these rants. But anyways, got to catch up with Nikki. Really cool girl. Uh, she's getting, she's starting to touch into her abilities, which is absolutely awesome. So, yeah, maybe her and, her, her and I will hook up and we'll do an investigation sometime. We'll see. All right. So the stories that I found this morning are, which I, again, as usual, like I repeat every time, I don't read the stories. I read the titles. I scroll, scroll through really quick, see if I recognize anything, and move on. And the ones I found, I didn't recognize anything. Uh, there was something that I came across, which I will never share on this podcast because it's very, it just freaks me out. It's called feral children or a feral child that they used to do back in like the, oh God, 800s or 19, early 1900s. Feral children is absolutely horrible. You guys, what they did with these kids, it was just unbelievable. And I read one story and I'm like, oh, hell no, I would never share that on this podcast because it just... It's so wrong, and even though I don't have any children of my own, it it's it's wrong. I would never read a story, nor would I share that on here. It's just, no. You'll never hear zombie stories, those kind of stories. You won't hear uh, gore and maiming kind of stories on here. I just, it's not me. Anyways, I'm talking too much. Sorry. <laughs> thank you for your patience, and thank you for all you new listeners, and welcome to my podcast. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. 
All right, so we got parents that are describing their creepy, their creepy kids. No, just kidding. Their kids' creepy imaginary friends. Now, I think I've done a podcast in the bat in the past about imaginary friends, but um, excuse me, I don't recognize these, so I think this would be kind of interesting. Oh, on my Facebook page, on my Facebook page, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural, I did share something regarding sleep paralysis. Just um, a few little blips that people have shared when they're having sleep paralysis. So check it out. That's kind of neat. It wasn't worth doing a podcast on because there's nothing short and sweet about sleep paralysis. Everybody has a very, usually very long, um, experience. And I just, you know me, keep it short and simple, right? All right. The first one, a creepy imaginary friend without a face. Again, these are kind of short, which, you know, I prefer that way I can fit in more. All right. My son from the age of three always tells me about the creeper man who lives in my mom and dad's bedroom. He brings it up after he visits them. I made the mistake once of asking, um, asking him what he looks like. My, my, my son said, oh, he doesn't have a face. See, really short. So his kid is seeing something that has no freaking face, but yet he sees it. Kind of creepy, right? And kids are so young, they're, you know, their minds are open, which is totally cool. Second one, is this imaginary friend, is this, is this imaginary friend a ghost? A parent of one of my students told us in the meeting that she was concerned because her son, seven years old, talked about an invisible ghost who liked, who would, excuse me, talk to him and play with him in his room. He said the ghost was called the captain and was an old white guy with a beard. The kid would tell his mom that the captain told him when he grows up, his job will be to kill people. What the hell? And the captain would tell him who needed to be killed. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. This is wrong. The kid would cry and say he doesn't want to kill when kill when he grows up. But the captain tells him he doesn't have a choice and that he'll get used to killing after a while. What the hell, guys? A seven-year-old? Next question. If you guys are gurgling, it's my stomach. Um, next question. How is that kid now? Is he okay? Did he grow out of it? Does he still hear the captain? Oh my god, you guys, think about that. But but on the good on the other side, it's a good thing that the son told them this, right? That they didn't keep it in. That's a really interesting story. That could lead open so many doors. I hope the child is okay. When were these written or shared? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. 2015. Well, good Lord. Have you guys heard? No, never mind. I won't go there. <laughs> Just kidding. Number three, little girl ghost or imaginary friend. When my daughter was three, she had an imaginary friend named Kelly who lived in her closet. Kelly sat in a little rocking chair while she slept, playing with her, you know, etc. Typical imaginary shit. Anyways, fast forward two years later. The wife and I are watching the new Amityville Horror, the one with Ryan Reynolds, and our daughter walks out right when the dead girl goes all black-eyed. Far from being disturbed, she says, that looks like Kelly. And we say, Kelly who? You know, the dead girl that lives in my closet. Holy chills. <laughs> that one got me. Oh, God, that one got me. That, that's a good one. Oh, my God. What would you do if you guys were parents, man? Your kid does this. What? You're like, just brush off. Meh. Meh. Man, that's fucking crazy. Number two. Number two. Number two. I can't count. Number four. This toy rabbit might be stuffed with nightmares. Dot, dot, dot. 
My cousin, when she was five and I was 17, had a stuffed rabbit that she talked to and carried everywhere. One day she was asleep on the couch while I was watching her and she woke up, started yelling at her rabbit for no reason. One minute she was knocked out. The next she's awake gargling at her rabbit, yelling, no, you can't do that. That's bad. Don't do that. I asked her what was wrong. She tried I tried to get her to stop, but she wouldn't listen. I finally just took the rabbit up to her room, and when I came back down, she was asleep on the couch again. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, whatever that rabbit was planning on doing, who knows? That's bizarre. Hmm. Number five. The untimely demise of an imaginary friend under a coffee table? I love these titles, you guys. Absolutely love it. That's another thing that attracts me is the fucking title. You put a good title on there, I'll be all over that shit. My little brother's imaginary friend, Roger, lived under a coffee table. Roger had a wife and nine kids. Roger and his family lived peacefully along us for three years. One day, my little brother announced that Roger wouldn't be around anymore since he shot and killed himself and the whole family. What? I don't know if he remembers any of this, but his genuine lack of remorse was very disturbing. Um, gulp. What? What? Roger and his nine kids? How bizarre. Why would he live under the coffee table? That's my question. One of them. Why? Why the coffee table? Yeah, breathe after that one. Holy shit. Number six. The imaginary boy in the tree. My folks' farm surrounded a cemetery, and my dad and my niece were walking down there. My niece, four, looks up and says, What's that boy doing up in the in that tree? There was no boy, but she insisted there was there was and couldn't and could describe him. Hmm. I thought I thought they were gonna say something like, Why is that boy hanging from the tree? From you know, something like that, but Oh God. Oh, God. Number seven, the creepy bunny man. Ooh, you see the picture they put with this one, you guys. It's gross. When I was 16, I, ba- I babysat twins who were in the third grade at the time. They always spoke of a man in an Easter bunny costume, and they were terrified of him. One day, I was babysitting, and one twin was in the shower. Uh, his brother and I were sitting downstairs watching television when all of a sudden, he said, You need to go check on Matt. Seconds later, Matt yelled, He's in here. He's in here. I ran upstairs and I had to check everyone before he would calm down. I'm not sure which part of the experience freaked me out the most. That's fucking scary. So they're afraid of an Easter bunny costume. So as they were kids, like maybe infants, were they, did they sit on a, did they go see the bunny, the Easter bunny? And you know what I mean? If, if that's what caused this, that's an interesting one. Well, that's a super, super short Number eight, Shaggy, a creepy friend in the fridge. When my mom was younger, she had an imaginary friend named Shaggy. When she was finished with Shaggy, she chopped him up and put him in the fridge. (laughs) What? What? I don't remember having an imaginary friend, you guys. Did you? I don't recall. I had sisters, and I had horses and chickens, and I didn't have any imaginary friends. I don't remember any of that. If I did, I, I can't say I remember that. Nine, the scary imaginary friend gave a chilling command. When my brother was just learning how to talk, he grabbed one of those small toy hampers and crawled out onto the sofa where my dad was sleeping. He then leaned in close and whispered one of his first sentences. Smash daddy's head. Oh, God. 
right in his ear. Smash daddy's head. Smash daddy's head. Good Lord. Oh, he's evil child. 2015, huh? Okay. Uh, number 10, dark angels. When my brother was little, he acted like he had angels talking to him every second. One day, my mom overheard him say, I can't kill him. He's my only dad. Oh, God. Oh, and then there's another thing related. 17 killer kids who will change the way you see children. No, I'm not going to go there right now. Mm-mm. Number 11, the strange man in the bedroom. That's a bad title. Start with right there. That's red flags everywhere. <laughs> red flags. My daughter used to tell me about a man who came into her room every night and put the sign of the cross on her forehead. I thought it was just a dream. And then my mother-in-law sent over some family photos. Oh, no, guys, no. My daughter looked right at the picture of my husband's father, who has been dead for 16 years, and said, that's the man who comes in my room at night. My husband later told me his father would always do this sign of the cross on his forehead when he was young. Oh, so that that's not too bad. Oh, that's actually kind of sweet. Daddy's back. Grandpa's back. Related. The twisted truth behind 10 creepy nursery rhymes. No, we're not going to go there either. Number 12. Messages from a deceased grandmother. My wife and I over, overheard my two-year-old daughter on the baby monitor wake up on Saturday morning saying, What? Okay, I'll tell her. Then got up, came into our room, and told my wife, Mary says you're doing a good job. Mary was her grandmother that she was extremely close to that passed away. Oh, see, that's the kind of thing that just like, oh, that's a good thing. And we they're all here, you guys. Um, I had grandparents, but they passed away before I even ever got a chance to meet them. So I'd have to ask my friend Michael if he ever sent his grandparents because I don't know if they're mine because they saw me as a baby, but I never met them. So, <laughs> okay, number 13. This person called their imaginary friend Spooky Guy. As a kid, I said that my imaginary friend was a ghost. I called him Spooky Guy and said he died in the garage of the house on the hill behind ours. I even came up with his death. He was 16 year old who got in a car crash and walked to that house to ask to use their phone. He died in the 70s. The person who lived there grabbed him and... What? The person who lived there grabbed him and sexually abused him there and killed him he was my imaginary friend as far back as i can remember this scared my mom so much that she tried to look up the records to see if that happening uh look up records to see if that happened and got me a therapist hmm so he got in a car crash he went to a house for help and the one house he fucking chooses (sighs) wow that was in the 70s man 14 This creepy imaginary friend had a spooky message. In high school, one of my best friends had a little sister who was five or six years old. One day we stopped by his place completely completely high because he needed to get his magic cards. (laughs) What? I don't know what that means. While waiting for him to come downstairs, his sister came up to me and said, Icy told me to ask you if you know where you're going to die. I laughed nervously. Morbid question, right? But I knew all about Icy, her imaginary friend. I even helped her draw a picture of him once. So I played along and said, no, of course not. No one knows that. Um, Hopefully when I'm very old. 
The girl shook her head sadly and said, No, Icy wants me to tell you it'll be tonight. And with that, she walked away. Whoa. Walked away. Did it happen? Did he survive? <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Number 15. It is the punishment. I was 17 and babysitting a friend of the family, a six-year-old boy. He'd been in bed a couple of hours and I just peeked in to check on him. When he wasn't in bed and when... He wasn't in bed, and when I opened the door, I saw he was standing in the corner facing the wall. Creepy, <laughs> creepiest fucking thing I've ever seen. I asked him what he was doing, and all he did was turn around, smile, put a finger on his lips as if to say, shh. Asked him again what he was doing, and all he said is, leave us. It's the punishment. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my god. I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. No, it's it's tears of fear. <laughs> Fears of tear. <laughs> Kidding. Number 16. The imaginary friend may have saved a life. My grandfather had a camp on Lake Deering in New Hampshire when I was a kid. One day when I was six or so, I fell off the dock into the water. I couldn't swim. While under, I distinctly remember seeing a little girl down there who told me to look up towards the sun and just keep kicking and I'd be fine. I swam to the surface in time for my grandfather to swoop me up and pull me back on the dock. Must have been a guardian angel, right? Keep going, keep swimming. Number 17. Scary imaginary friend in the corner. That's always a shit title to start with. Just saying. When my boy was four... His imaginary friend would sit in the corner of the room when you switched off the lights and lights. Can we read that? When my boy was four, his imaginary friend would sit in the corner of the room when you switched off the lights and light the room with red glowing eyes. Huh. Huh. Oh, about that one. Eighteen. The imaginary friends were both dead, aren't they? Usually. Uh, imaginary friends are usually a spirit of some sort or a grandparent or something like that. Aren't they usually both dead? Kid I used to babysit. It's how it starts off. Kid I used to babysit had imaginary friends. They were dead. One, one had no head. One was an old lady and they were both bloody. The one with no head had insides. What? One with no head had insides sticking out of his neck. I didn't ask him questions about them because fuck that what the kid i used to babysit huh i would like to know more about that one but from 2015 i don't think i will Ooh, this is a longer one number 19 imaginary policewoman friend okay when my niece was about four she had an imaginary friend but you don't remember the name of she wouldn't blame she would blame things she did on this imaginary friend but also talked about how this friend watched scooby-doo one day, I thought, why don't I find out more about this friend? So I asked her to tell me, if you guys hear booming as the car's outside, I apologize. So I asked her to tell me more about this friend. And she said, she's a she and she's dead. And I said, does she have a job? And she said, she does what my daddy does, which is which is that her imaginary friend was a cop. Okay, her dad's a cop. So then I said, um, where's your imaginary friend and... Is it a policewoman? And she said, right next to where my daddy is. Right next to where my daddy is, policeman. But then she said, I met her when I was in mommy's belly. She touched it 
she touched it and when she touched when I was inside. She touched it when I was inside? Huh? What? What? Oh, good Lord. A few months ago, a few months before my niece was born, my cousin Tracy had died. She was hit by a train. What? She loved watching Scooby-Doo and had a ton of memorabilia. She was also a cop. Hmm. She was a cop in the town that was right next to the one my brother-in-law is a cop in. My niece's daddy. My niece's imaginary friend was my dead cousin. There's no other way she could have known all of that at the age of four. Well, that's freaking interesting, huh? Huh. Hmm. Wow. Number 20. A strange imaginary friend that from the Titanic. When I was a kid, about four, we were watching the documentary of the Titanic. The scene was a picture of the schematics of the boiler room and the camera pan left right over the plans. He pointed at the TV and said, that's wrong. The boilers were on the other side and I was right here. And he pointed to a small space in the boiler. That's where I was. And that's why I don't like water now. Wow. Wow. What the hell? That's pretty. Wow. A four-year-old doing that? Wow. 21. Emily, the creepy imaginary friend in the closet. When my sister was probably about six or seven, she had an imaginary friend named Emily. She told us Emily lived in her closet wore an old black dress and had long dark hair and she was the same age as my sister. My sister played with Emily constantly. My parents started noticing that my sister started acting weird. Just sitting in the middle of her room whispering to Emily quite a, quite a bit and acting a little more distant towards them. I remember a very specific day my brother was walking by her room and my sister was sitting in the middle of the room uh, but she turned around and hissed at him. He was scared shitless. He told me it didn't even look like my sister. Uh, my parents ran up to her room and could hear her, could hear my sister screaming and screaming. I have no idea what happened in the room, but I ran to the bottom of my stairs and the screaming stopped. I saw my parents holding my sister crying their eyes out. She was sobbing as well. I've asked about it, about it today and she's 24 now. She told me that Emily used to tell her to do horrible things to herself. She actually used to wake up on the roof and not remember how she got there. I'm not kidding. Apparently, Emily... Absolutely hated my parents, so she turned to my sister against them. She hated talking about it, so I never brought it up. I never brought up that. I never brought up that specific night. This all happened to my old house, and when we moved into a different house, Emily was gone. I'm not making any of this up. My sister's little friend was really big deal to my family and messed things up for a long time. Hmm. Last one, twenty-three. This imaginary friend gave a chilling warning. My older daughter was two or three. She used to have a couple imaginary friends, Dodo and Didi. They were typical imaginary friends. She would talk to them and play with them and tell me their lives. Then one day, when she was about three, she was talking to, talking on her play phone. When I heard, when I walked in to her room, she hung up the phone and said to me with a complete flat voice, uh, deadpan, "The evil is coming." Done. Nice way to end at 35 minutes in. Whoopsie, went over about five minutes. All right, you guys, it's been a fun podcast. Thank you again for all the uh, positive feedback on changing the name to Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural Podcast by Mrs. Paranormal. You guys have a phenomenal work week, um, vacation, retirement, whatever the hell you're doing. Have a great, 
great week. Uh, the majority of my listeners are females. Thank you. Large variety of you guys are... Uh, the, the majority of my podcast is female, so rock on, girls. Anyways, Wisconsin Viscuits of the Supernatural Facebook, P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W-I gmail.com. Feel free to email me with any stories and all that fun stuff. So I shall end in this podcast because I actually only get like 45 minutes, I think. And I'm talking super fast. Sorry. Coffee. So... You guys, thank you again for your feedback. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you so much for listening to this. I will keep chugging along and keep doing this podcast. Um, you guys have a great time, great week. Hopefully you're in a warm climate, more than me. United States, Australia, Europe, thank you across the pond. Thank you as I'm waving. All right, you guys, everyone take care. This is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.